Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain market report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by the farm chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two, whilst occasionally sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing with this week's market report. Market report for week commencing 15th of May 2023. This is a Monday in May without a bank holiday, which is quite exciting this year. We have a chat amongst the team yesterday. We give lots of shout outs to the gentleman who sent the beer to us. And he sent us 30 bottles, James Moore, from his own pocket, I will add. Yeah, we had a little crack at that last night, which was very good. So the main chat within there covers quite a lot of the market stuff. So again, I'm going to be quite brief on prices. First things first, though, the Doing Grain podcast walk for May will be taking place on Friday the 26th of May. We will meet at 11am and the What Three Words location is Scored Quirky Music. And for those of you who instantly know all of your What Three Words names for the whole of the county, it's in Pressingham, so we're heading into South Norfolk. We're going into a different area of the country. I'll check whether there's oilseed rape in one of the fields where footpaths are, because I don't know whether that's true or not, but we can alter our route in between now and then. But that's where we're meeting, in Bressingham, kind of at the old village hall, opposite where the, the village store is. There's a big car park there to cope with the one or two cars that turn up. We will be there and, yeah, we will do our usual thing on that day. So if you want to come around for two hours of very boring grain chat and meet some of the team or chat about life as we know it i like it so the rest of you can uh, take it or leave it but as far as i'm concerned that's where i'm going to be and that's where i'm going to walk okay grain markets as we cover in the little chat in a minute or two it is mind-numbingly dull it's not a very good price everyone's a bit fed up with that quite rightly the market has halved in a year pretty well and this time last year everyone's forgetting that when somebody asked them why they didn't sell it all at 350 or whatever just remind them that one year ago the weather forecast was continuous dry there had been no rain we didn't know that rain was going to come in early june and save the day the corridor wasn't open there was a war going on and there was no hope or expectation of any form of grain exports because the black sea was mined and the world was relying much heavier on Europe and other places to supply that grain. The reason the market has collapsed is because the Ukrainian and Russian grain has been allowed out. So let's be very clear, hindsight trading is very useful for accountants and wives, but for actual someone who has to make a decision, the reality of what was going on, everything was incredibly bullish at the point the market was at the top, and you can understand the logic of not selling it. With the benefit of hindsight, Once the corridor opened, we should have all anticipated that it would work all the way through the year. And again, there was lots of scepticism about that as the season went on. So don't give yourself too much of a hard time. Basically, what all of us do who've been trading it this year, because we really should have sold everything and then we'd be, you know, laughing. Anyway, just, you know, talk myself into feeling cheerful now. So feed wheat price for old crop is 180. It isn't going to go up, I don't think. Maybe in July, if all these boats keep piling out and there's a late harvest, maybe there'll be some life in the odd pocket where grain has been hoovered up and gone. But yeah, I think get on with it, sell it. Feed barley, 170x for June. That's probably a squeeze. It might be a tad less than that. But that, again, is a get on and sell it because harvest price is lower and ain't going to get any better and harvest will be staring at you shortly. Malting barley, at this precise second, it's pretty dead on its feet. There's the odd bar of a few things, but it's kind of all over. 
The new crop prices are better than the old crop ones, and because it's a champagne crop, I wouldn't necessarily sell it, I don't think. If it's good, I mean, it should be good spec. If it isn't good spec, then ditch it. But if it's good, you know, sub-165 nitrogen distilling barley, then I wouldn't sell it at a spot price of wherever people are trying to bid at. £200 a tonne is ex-farm value, approximately. As I say, there should be maybe someone a bit short paying a bit more than that here and there. Oilseed rate, 340 Yeah, you know, I hate talking about that, as you know, and I, I'm quite happy to emphasize the fact that we're feeling miserable about that so let's move on to something else shall we and i'm not talking about million weeks i've got no more less to trade over here i don't know so therefore i don't care so if it's someone's hanging on trying to find out what million weeks worth i haven't got a clue you know my love for milling wheat anyway. So yes, I think I'm sure when we get to new crop and there's no no high protein, the millers will happily import like crazy again. Oh no, sorry, they'll pay you a good premium for whatever you've got. We shall not hold our breath on that one. Uh, so moving on to new crop. Yeah, feed wheat new crop, 180x for November, which would make harvest about 170x maybe 65x but it's not very sharp jam would pay 185 and may we pay 190 so there's a 10 pound carry between nov and may a 20 pound carry between harvest and may which you could argue covers the cost of your storage but anyone who owns or runs a store will know the cost of storing grain has gone up dramatically and one of the considerations that all of you have got to make this year is it's got to be a 20 pound carry from harvest to may at least for it to be worth your while one, there's interest rates if you haven't got money in the bank. Two, there's the cost of electricity blowing it all the way through. And three, there's a risk of the weather being like last year, you know, mild for too long, keeping the grain hot, keeping the little bugs happy and bugs appearing in the sample. And then you have to have it gassed and then you have all the miseries that go with it. So I would just suggest that there needs to be some significant carries coming into this market. And I recently quoted a consumer for some forward prices, and he told me my increments per month in the new year at £2 a month was too much. Well, he clearly doesn't run a store, and anyone who's selling it at a pound a month is it? Well, yeah, you know, good luck with that one, yeah, lad, I'll call you. So, where did I get to? Oh, yeah, okay, so fee wheat prices, I've told you what they are. Feed barley prices, 170x November, probably 160x at a squeeze, maybe 60 delivered harvest time. No one's really trading that, not really in the mind to buy it. Don't really feel the pressure. There's clearly going to be export on feed barley this year to Spain and other places. So I think that one I would ride. I think I appreciate the whole mood of the market is bearish at the moment. It's the kind of darkest hour before dawn. We need a bullish story, and I'm sure there'll be one made up by somebody somewhere that everyone will buy into. But right now, it's on the slippery slope to another quid or two lower, and I just think about the field I haven't sprayed or something instead. So feed barley is pretty rubbish. Fit malting barley, harvest delivered, instant movement, 210. For winter barley, if you've got the nitrogen in the right place, uh, spring barley, 220. Not that exciting. And again, that one, I think, has life in it. There's a very late planted Scottish crop, which is going to have a later harvest and probably have a, a greater than recent years rejection rate or failure rate to achieve malting standard. So, And the yield will clearly be impaired. So I think there's life in the malting barley market. There's great hope on that one. So I'm not in a great hurry to do anything on that. Quite happy to book some up if someone's got the itch but you know you haven't got the stuff in the barn yet and also rape i don't know 330 something hideous like that nothing inspiring even though the crops up here look brilliant and the rest of the country's having to pull it up there just doesn't seem to be the rally in that market 
The big concerns at the moment is very wet. Farmers cannot get on and spray and there is disease concerns, especially with fusarium. And we do need to keep on top of that. Some people are pretty well on top of it, but everybody is definitely nervous about it. You have to also spare a thought for the potato growers who have not had the opportunity to get all of the crop in. They might as well wait till the weather is right on that. And there's the odd stay you can snatch at planting it, but largely it is a problem. So disease concerns, too much wet weather, ongoing forecast is wet, lack of sunshine. We're going to need that sunshine, that you know, the, the ultraviolet rays piling into the plant to give it the yield at some point. It's a little bit cloudy every day, which is getting a bit monotonous. So we're all feeling a little bit grumpy about that. So with that, have a great week's trading. Hopefully it'll be more interesting next week and something happens that makes everybody feel better. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich. We are a creative agency specialising in graphic design, websites, digital marketing and SEO services tailored towards local and small businesses, a design agency you can trust. Get in touch to inquire with our friendly team today on 01603 728 978 or head over to our socials at East Coast Design Studio on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. Right, this week's podcast is going to be relatively short and it's such an utterly rubbish trading day and the weather's miserable and rains and hails and floods and you name it, it's just rubbish. Okay, so something very good happened this week. A very prominent member of the grain trade, a chap called James Moore, very famous, has out of his own pocket bought us 30 beers. He supplied us with 30 beers. So this week's podcast is dedicated to James Moore and the Wrigley Monkey Brewery from Bicester, which I believe he has a bit of an interest in. So we've got to use our discerning taste buds to give a description of each of these beers. Yeah, thank you, James. I've got Ben, who just said that. Hello. I've got... Hello. Joseph, and I have... Josh, hello. And Ian would be with us, but he's on the phone yakking on not being able to finish the call as usual. Now, what we did was we kept the cardboard on the top of this great big box he sent us with beers in, and we picked a colour. And so we've all got a different beer. Now, I picked, I think it was red. I've got an amber ale, 4.2, called Full Tilt. And looks good, looks the part definitely. You haven't tried it yet, so I will now let the others describe what they've got. So, Joseph, the lucky winner. I've got one called Charabank. It's bottle top, has nothing to do with the actual type of beer that's inside it. I was going for a thinking yellow being a nice light amber. This is a punchy 5.3 ruby ale. Good for so, your run yeah, later. Yeah, lovely. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> yeah, Joe will be on the floor any minute now. So I, I've got, rather fittingly, a German-style lager called Gullwing, and it is very nice, and it does taste like a proper German lager. With my German heritage, I think that's a rather good one. Uh, yeah, and I've got Ambassador, which is an IPA. It's pretty punchy, but it tastes nice. It's good. I haven't tasted mine yet. Just ironically, before Ian finally gets in, what we picked out for him, the blue-topped one, <laughs> is called Super Sports. <laughs> and anyone who knows him will know how oh perfectly fitting that is. 3.2. 3.2. There That's you go. Right. That's a proper session beer for Mr. Webster. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be pleased with that, unless we swap it for the gold one. The lightest of lightweight. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, no, James, I appreciate you buying us all a beer, and more importantly, the rest of the grain trade. Anytime you feel like dipping your hand in your own pocket and buying us beer, you should lead from one of the trade's greats. You should say, right, 
Do you know what? Those boys are good. They have made us a fortune this year with that advice they've given us. Oh, so that you... is dark, Joe, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> night, night, Joe. <laughs> I think you should also emphasise that the box of beer we were sent was very large. So whoever sends the next box has to be... 30 bottles. Oh. As in the person that went to bed, what, three o'clock, four o'clock at the summer bourse last year? Night, night. <laughs> Hang on, I think you mean the one in Valencia. And it was two o'clock. In the afternoon. <laughs> and it was in the afternoon. And I think I've been drinking since then, 11 o'clock. Um, dry your eyes. <laughs> and the following night was five in the morning. Anyway, it's not about that, Joe. Clearly. Anyway, so yes, we'd find ourselves drinking beer on a Thursday afternoon. Just describe this week's trading. Dull. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thank God it's only a short week, I suppose, because it hasn't really done much. There's a USJ report at five o'clock this afternoon, but. Is it yeah, it's five o'clock, yeah. Today? Today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you Stop sure it's not tomorrow? I'm fairly sure. I might be tomorrow. Yeah, yeah cancel that. Josh is usually ahead of his time, usually. <laughs> No, I, He's I read, very, I, very trendy. I actually read a report this morning that said it was tonight. Okay. Well, we'll find out. Well, Webby will know because he's really on the pulse. Right, so me and you drinking, Joseph. Wow, no, Ben, stay there. So what's happening with us is we are piling malting barley out of store, which is a great relief. As a storekeeper, you kind of want to get stuff moving. Everything is going swimmingly. Touch wood. Yeah, well, no, you end up with the obligatory, <laughs> I found a piece of ergot, which... It's just like, uh, you know, 20 loads in and one gets a piece of ergot and we all think it's a piece of wood. But other than those little moments, everything is going well. The stuff that came into the silos was brilliant this year. So the probability of it going out brilliant is the same and the moistures are great. So touch wood, all is well. It's just that several of the monsters are a little bit behind on taking all of the stuff from this year. It is mid-May now and there is a lot still physically on site. So mm. we are getting a little nervous we're helped a bit by the fact that it's going to be a later harvest, but it's one of those, how do you empty the store? How do you clean it down? How do you get all those things done if the monster keeps the stuff in there until late July? So that's happening. And also, they've pressed the button on collecting futures wheat. That's the big thing as well. It's not just one company. It's one main company owns the bulk of the futures, and that's going out of Yarmouth and piling out. But one or two other companies own the odd lot, and they're also collecting. So there is... You know, this is going to be quite exciting in terms of the wheat should pretty well be gone by mid-June from our future stores. Yeah, I mean, it's good that it's coming out of Elsham because normally it's one of the stores that gets picked up towards the end as well. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to have to have got quite a big export programme, so I imagine they'll be quite busy between now and the end of harvest. USDA? It is. There's technically two. There's one today and one tomorrow. But the main one's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one today, then? <clears throat> Weekly export report. Uh, <laughs> the one that comes out every week. <laughs> Never heard well. Yeah, right. Good. Because you know what? <laughs> oh, here we go. No, you keep seeing people on telly, or politicians more to the point, who fundamentally clearly are wrong. You know, they're 100% wrong. A bit like Donald Trump. And they just don't admit it, do they? They don't go, yeah, it's tomorrow. I was wrong. Like that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I was wrong. I mean, not that I'm defending myself, but I'm about to try. But I read a market report this morning saying, and it still actually says on the website that it's out today at five o'clock, at six o'clock. So. Who wrote it? Was it Dominic? <laughs> That's Agritel. Right, so, so, so we can happily drink beer because we've got nothing to rush around and stare at the screen to see whether it goes up or down, have we? What else is it? Are we going to run out of wheat? No, there's been a massive amount of rain. Have you discussed that? 
No, there's been a significant amount of rain. So I mean, it's been biblical. Yeah, it has. Really? I mean, from uh, you know, just looking, you know, in East Anglia, there is supposedly disease pressure septoria coming into some of these weeds, Ooh. and obviously it's it's been too wet for anyone to travel with a spray. Yeah, obviously rain helps spread it quite significantly. So what the effect that'll have, we don't know if it keeps raining. It does. However, though, I mean, speaking to Ollie this morning, very little rain down south of Norwich in certain areas. So it's very localised, isn't very it? Very localised. Mm. Um, flooding bits and bobs. I mean, some of the fields are getting an absolute hammering and some actually aren't too bad. But yeah. Well, the meeting we had yesterday, our seed meeting and our doing grain AGM, there was a lot of people there, which is a clear sign that either A, you've had a hideous trading year, or B, it's wet and they've got nothing to do. I think it was B without any doubt. Because the other was... But it was really well attended by our standards. It was and a it good was... turnout, yeah. And ironically, with the farm locally having had 28 millimetres of rain the night before and they were filling their spray, I'd suggest they're a bit behind on schedule, <laughs> which is lots of farmers staring out the window, not the greatest moment in mankind's. But Peter Riley, who thankfully does our seed recommendations and talks about new varieties coming through and what to look out for, which kind of takes it away from our bias. A merchant will have, oh, sell this seed. We don't. We let him free reign. And he was saying that, and I'm sure every farmer knows this, that the disease risk at this moment is really intense. And if you don't keep up with that spraying, there is going to be a penalty on quality and yield, isn't there? Yeah, but I think farmers want to get on with the spraying, but they just can't. We've heard of sprayers getting stuck in fields. It's not good. No, even if the weather suddenly turned dry and sunny now, which it's not going to do, there's people behind and they're not going to get the chance to get on, are they? So there is something to worry about, although, you know, I would say a year like this on light land is a bit of a blessing. It's a long time since the light land boys have had plenty of moisture all the way through the growing season, and that could give them a real bolster in terms of yield this year because they've had some bad old hot droughts in the last few yeah. they? I mean you did a good job yesterday Andrew at the AGM because um have a pay rise men <laughs> no there are there are a lot of there's a lot of fairly depressed farmers out there but we did try and give them a bit of a positive spin on the market and there is light at the end of the tunnel but like it's still 190 <laughs> 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 if anyone's getting cross out, it's laughing. It's just it's the dynamic of the message, isn't it? We really don't know what's going to happen next. It feels like it's going to go down in the short term. Yeah. Because I can't see anything to save it from going down. And there's no farmer activity, as far as we're concerned. Now, you know, maybe other merchants are buying everything and we're just... It's not even a case of price, I don't think. Maybe their guys are persuading you because they've got a really strong story on their iPad this morning from the trader who thinks it's the bottom and wants to buy it. I don't know. Whatever it is that makes you make a decision... We're not buying it. We don't feel that's necessarily, it's just a bit too early for it to collapse and give up. Although at this moment, all of the signs are bearish. But there's such a long time to trade next year's crop. Yeah, and there's still, I mean, be careful to say, but there's still bullish stories. I mean, the hard red winters mm-hmm. are in trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's where the proteins and the milling wheats come from for a lot of importers. You know, so there's a warning sign coming through from the States. Argentina again has written down its crop today right. on corn and soy. And they're also saying that long term, they think even if they get good rains, there's not enough to recover what they've lost in the soils. Yeah. And then this, uh, Josh has turned into drought monitor, taken over from Joe. Oh. He was telling one of our farmers today about the drought getting bigger in the States, weren't he, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's only 70% are in poor to very poor condition with a bit of rain forecast, but not enough. So what effect that'll have. But I mean, it is odd that it's the middle of May and 
I know it's, you know, spring or whatever, but we haven't really heard of any significantly bullish stories for the whole part of this year. You know, normally yeah. there'd be something. So that must say that the world looks in a pretty good place, I would suggest. Just on a separate subject, are you proud of your little brother for his performance on Sunday? Yeah, he did well. Yeah, his first kick was who's, too sharp. Who's number one son now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, you know, Still proud, proud dad, but he scored points at each end of Twickenham's pitch, isn't he? Yeah. Lots of photos of the little lad. Well done, Henry. Yeah. yeah, we're all very proud, aren't we? Yeah, he did. He let his uh, social followers know anyway about it. <laughs> <laughs> There is one break that is pretty impressive. You know, it shows that one of us can run. That's a little side subject there for the old boy. Anyway, well, we've got the Bourse coming up. Yeah, I haven't. I'm going to Vienna. You're off to Vienna yeah. on a European whirlwind tour. Yeah, well, now I'm going to go and see Scott Welcome and uh, oh, yeah. Paul Muntz coming along as my translator. <laughs> <laughs> what he's trying to say is, can he have a couple of beers, is what Munty tends to do, and I'll have a JD. <laughs> JD and Coke. Um, yeah, international cultural attaches to um, Vienna. That's where we're going just to be a little bit, you know. Going to watch some opera? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Might see a poster for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the balls will be good. And there's always quite a bit of chat there about how people feel the state of the crops are going because the May bourse is a good one for getting all the trade in around the UK. And we can all have a good chat and decide how we think the crop is going. But have you seen the weather for it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Go on. It's damp. <laughs> Probably means it'll be sunny, won't it? <laughs> no, no. By the way, that is only a joke, Brad. It does look nice for the moment, oh. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> just on the other side, I've just I've had a really good slug of this full tilt. James, this is really good beer. I'm gonna give this a very high mark. Full tilt, amber ale, four point two percent is really nice. We should send James some of the beer of the brewery we've got a share in. <laughs> now that's nice. <laughs> I must admit I shouldn't be judging the book by its cover because the thing is I really did anticipate this being quite heavy and a bit nasty but actually it's it's really nice um it's not something you'd probably want to it's quite heavy ruby ale definitely quite good with a, probably a stew or something or something like that but it, that's really nice very impressed the beer that the brewery that we've invested in is so nice we've never tested on the podcast because we don't know how it's buying the stock <laughs> Some people might listen to this podcast. No, what, so what do you think about your ambassador, Josh? Yes, nice. <laughs> Sorry. Josh can't believe his own joke. Yeah, he's laughing at his own joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at my own joke. Yeah, no, it's, it's really nice. It's very drinkable. They are good. They are yeah, well done, nice. James. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, we don't know about the sports one yet. Webby? Oh, he's, just, he's having a gossip, isn't yeah. he? Is he? To a yeah. farmer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is he talking still? No. What's he gone now then? He's talking about the width of his tyres. <laughs> Whether or not it's flotation or... I don't know whether any of you have this trouble. You know you're in a conversation with someone and you can't finish the conversation. That's basically it, isn't it? He gets talking and he can't go, OK, then, better get on. Or, you know, oh, lovely to hear you calling. Thanks very much. It's like we've got to teach him, haven't we? We've got to give him a little lesson in how to finish a phone call. Right, Webby, you, we'll let you catch up with opening up. He's back. Right, Webby, you have got the weakest beer. Yeah, that was luck. You can have the strongest beer if you want. There's a gold-topped one if you want. There you go. Look, he's excited. It's for the athletes in the room. Sorry, I've missed this because I've been working. But um, <laughs> what's the... So these are like nice beers. Where have they come from? This is James Moore. Yeah, fair enough. We have history, James, on some beer, didn't we? Because at the Norfolk Dinner a few years ago, he thought we were nicking his beer that he won in the prize. And we managed to, like, run away and put his beer down and escape, didn't we? But without any, without this, too much um, aggro. But this, this must be very this local. Is ironic. It's a bister. This is it's quite close this to is, tame, he's, isn't he's it? He's involved in the brewery. 
He sent ah. us 30 bottles of one because he loves the podcast. Yeah. He said, how do you keep those morons trading, for God's sake? You, you're the only intelligent one on there. I said, I know James Bursa. Well, that is fine. Even a monkey, the Wrigley monkey. It's quite a cool logo. It sounds stupid, but they invest in the label. The quality of the label feels good. Whereas a lot of the ones you buy from breweries generally feel quite cheap. A bit of a silly little thing, but worth doing. Drinks okay. Yeah, you better give the marketing person a pat on the back there, James. That's good. Yeah, I would say so. If I'm brave enough to say that is so nice, I'm going to have a different coloured top. But I now know what everyone else has got, so I'm kind of, you know, whether it's cheating or not, is it? Hang on a minute, no one had one of the gold top well, ones. Well, if I have a gold top, we all got to have a gold top. Oh, why? I'm just saying. Okay. If you can send me in, we all go gold top, yeah? Anyway, Webby, we were talking about bullish news or bearish news in the market. What do you reckon? And how rubbish your market is, by the way. What is it? Bullish in any way? Yeah. What is there? There's only £180 downside. <laughs> Funnily enough, I was thinking this, I saw something last week. This week last year, the delivered malting barley price was £400 per tonne. Now, a year later, it's half that nearly. How mad is that? That's quite cheerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is difficult being cheerful. It is difficult. We're all very conscious when we had our farmers in the meeting. They were. They're putting a brave face on it. They've had a good year this year. They're kind of okay with it all. But there was just a large slice when we were giving a bit of a market report of scepticism about, well, I think it's what gonna, comes next. It's going to be very tough. And actually, from whether you discuss this, but Peter Riley put up his slides. The scary part that I thought is he broke down farming into three columns. He said the bottom 25%, the middle tier average 50%, and then the top tier. Top tier, most crops had a gross margin. Okay. The middle tier, average farms, was 50% of the crops worked. Yeah. And in the bottom 25, none of them did. And it was like, ouch. And the, we can only read into that, 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 that bottom 25%, if they know what they're doing. I wouldn't say that's necessarily Norfolk, because it's, you know, land, surely a lot of that is land type dependent. We are very spoiled in Norfolk with some very good land types. Yeah, but what I was going to say was that that must lend itself to be the land that goes into the £600 hectare for sitting on yeah, your house. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. How much of that land, does it represent 25% of the country? Does it represent, well, by data or stats, yes, it probably does, doesn't it? I don't know, 25% of the farmers. I, I, that's yeah, not, but, well, I don't know. Any one of the farmers that was there yesterday saying that there's a lot of people that probably know quite a lot of this, but they almost don't want to get out because they're worried that once they're out, they're out completely, and this can be really impossible for them to go back in. It's everything cyclical. You know, we feel, people feel grim about it, but I have a feeling that 18 months' time, when some of the overheads or costs come, not necessarily the overheads, but some of their growing costs come lower, I think they'll be back to a good margin. Just like your fashion, Ian. Uh, my fashion? Cyclical. Yeah. It hasn't changed for a very long time. <laughs> I have a really Joe, interesting... What, really interesting... <laughs> yeah, jeans and shirt, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> when did you last change from that look? I have a very interesting wardrobe at home. It has about 10 blue shirts and 10 blue and white shirts, and that's about it. Well, Ben forgot to take his pyjama tops off this morning, didn't he? <laughs> Supporting the Ukraine war, I think you'll see. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Someone needs a photo of that for the social media. There's, no, there's no need There's no need for that. Anyway, Webber, you and I are off to the boss next week. Mm. Excited? Yeah, I think so. What are you most excited about? Is it? Probably the beer. No, it um, isn't. What am I supposed to be excited about? It's back on the... Um, Tattershall Castle. Castle. Yeah. In the rain. Josh says it's going to rain. <laughs> okay, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Don't mind. 
You're used to being wet. I don't you? like that bit underneath. I don't like the uh, downstairs bit. Oh, no. I like to be on the top. That's the toilet. Yeah, that no, is the you toilet, just... You shouldn't be in there. No, the downstairs bit is kind of a bit, I don't know, wobbly. You feel a bit slurred. Because it? it's on a boat. Where yeah, we... I get that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you're on the top, it's not as bad, but... Okay. That doesn't make any sense because actually, if you're seasick, you go down lower so you're close to the keel. So you actually do it move so much. It's not the caravan, Joe, so he's not used yeah, to it. Yeah, sorry. The sprung-loaded caravan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to London next week. On Monday, I've become part of the Corn Exchange Benevolent Society. There's a committee that is there. Now, most of the grain trade should know about this, and I will give you much more detail following the meeting I'll next week. But there is a a fund, if you like, that your company can put a very small token amount of money into that should you ever fall on hard times or whatever, if you've ever been a member of that fund, there is uh, some money available to perhaps help in dark or difficult times. We've had one of our members of staff, Ivor, years ago, who unfortunately died, but we were able to support him and his widow through the first few years. And to an extent his son as well, wasn't it? I think it was like... But yeah, I think it's a brilliant cause. It's great. I must be old to be asked to be on it. I think the next youngest person's about... But I've I've heard lots of cases. I think it's a very great thing for the trade as a whole. You never know when it's... This is the grain trade. Not farmers have got enough benevolent societies to last forever, right? There's nothing else with the grain trade. So it's grain trade and associated businesses. And if your firm, you're going to just press them on it, and all they've got to do is bring in a few quid to become a member or become registered and then that gives you a lifetime after you finish working whatever you you know on your uppers then you can apply like you have to go through the committee of old people like me to go nah I'm not giving them any money or yep yeah, let's feel sorry for them or let's you know help as a society it's in a, a strong financial <clears throat> position and it's been in existence for over 100 years I'm not sure of all those details but yeah, I'm doing that next week, which is vaguely exciting, as I'm bringing the average age down by about 20 years, I think. <laughs> we shall see. And the rest of the committee, if you listen to this, which I don't think you do, but you will after you see me Monday, because I'll make you. Um, yeah, don't listen to this episode, because I've just called you all old. <laughs> We've had one of the committee on in the podcast, haven't we? Have we? Yeah. Jeremy Savage. Jeremy Savage, yeah. Yeah. How old is Jeremy now? Blimey, don't know. 80-something, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. So I'll bring it 20 years on that one. I'm sure the rest of them are really young and with it. But anyway, I'll, I'll let you know more about that another week. I mean, the other thing we haven't sorted out yet is the doing podcast walk for May. I've got no idea where to do that. So if someone just picks an area in the county... You want to do it in Vienna, don't you? No, it's not. <laughs> Munty and Scotty. No, no, I've got to do it in a place in the county of Norfolk and we have a little walk. So I need... Yeah, I'm going to need some venues in the future. So any of you out there, we've... Kindly had James Beamish up at Holcomb say at some point in the summer we can go and do a special walk around the estate or somewhere up there. So anyone else who fancies having, you know, a few people looking at their crops and... I think that will be oversubscribed, the Holcomb one. Do you think? Yeah, a really cool place to go for a walk. Yeah, OK, we'll pick another Do we get there. free parking? Uh, look, of, course, <laughs> of course we do. It's bloody expensive to park. No, 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 no. If we get... We're going to walk at Holcomb, it'll get us in the park for free. There you go. Are you one of those people, maybe, that just drives onto the grass verge and just leaves their car and walks off? I'm not paying that. That's me, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just don't pay fucking. <laughs> My favourite podcast of, you know, the first hundred episodes, if you remember me interviewing the Earl of Leicester, and uh, he told me to part between the lions. I, I think I'll keep doing that. Yeah, you can. 
Yeah, I'm going to pop between the lines. Don't charge me any money, mate. Like that. I'll be, yeah, go, yeah I know. Mike, no, Tom, me and Tom, we're good. And that'll be it. I'll be in, and you can all pay. <laughs> right, that's the plug for the walk. What else can we think about in this next few days? You're going to go to London. Josh must be missing if you're not going to London. Yeah, I'm not here. I'm away. Huh. Okay, that's it then. So you two are representing doing grain. Well, it's me, Webby, and Oliver. Oh, Ollie's coming down, isn't he? Yeah, yeah which will be you. Yeah, we never had Ollie on the podcast, have we? Has anyone ever wondered about that out there in the podcast world? He's not keen on things like that. We could all be, he could be imaginary. <laughs> I made him up. Ollie's definitely not imaginary. <laughs> yeah, not really Ollie's bag at all, is it? What, the podcast? Talking out loud about stuff. But he'd be really good. I know he would. You know, he's, I absolutely know he would. I think if you got him in a room and had these on without him knowing, you'd get a cracking podcast out of it. Yeah, but you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that, no. No. Legally. No. (laughs) Okay, I think I'd like to crack another beer. Anyone else for that? Yeah. Go on then. Go. Gold ones? Gold tops? So what's, uh, so Vienna, is that the Three Amigos then? Are you doing a... um... Yeah, no, the Three Amigos, yep, that's us. So yourself, Scotty and Monty, anyone else? Uh, Nope. Oh, cool. No, we won't be talking to anybody strange. I'm sure some local colour will turn up. The Sanction U Red Ale is the gold top. Okay. Wrigley Monkey Brewery Sanction Series. Now, Sanction, why would there be a Sanction? Yeah, no gingers, it says. Oh. <laughs> Not really. Well, um, technically, I'm going grey uh, and bald, but yeah. Well, I told you what sort of haircut you need to have. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, this is good. This is good. This is, I think, um, yeah, this looks a bit heavier than the last one, so I'm going to crack this now. Anyone, I hope some of you are going to join in with the gold top. Yeah? Come on, here we go. Right, who's got the opener? You, who was spinning it around uh, their finger? I've got it. Yeah. No, no, I don't know. Christ. I did have it, and I was twiddling it on my finger. Yeah. Joe's going to do it with his fingers. Oh, God, he's a man. Oh. God, he's a man. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> Joe just ripped off with his bare hands. Like a... With a ring? Uh, yeah. yeah, his bare hands, Joe, as far as I'm concerned. I'd have ripped my skin. I'd have been bleeding to death by now. Honestly, yeah. I hope Joe's impressed with that, Mrs. Joe. She's not that impressed usually because it wrecks my wedding ring. I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. Isn't that that made of kryptonite just to keep you calm? (laughs) (laughs) So actually, you're very good wearing actual wedding rings. Actual ones, not made up ones. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, never. Don't really like (laughs) jewellery. You like a different type of ring, don't you, Webby? A glazed one. <laughs> right, moving on. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a donut. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Right, now I'm going to give some more feedback, James, just for you. This one, that looks a bit more cloudy. Is that cloudy? Is that yeah, but just good? let that settle a bit. We, um, funnily enough, we saw James at the Clarkson dinner, didn't we? And it was uh, a dinner in amazing surroundings. He sat next to me. And then, apparently, the next few days, he was not very well. Oh. Yeah. That special power to the lads from his office told me to put in his food must have done something to him. <laughs> no, that, no, no, but that was a good... So we had the Clarkson's dinner at the Duxford Air Museum and that was, um, yeah, very enjoyable. So thanks to Julian for that. Now this one is not a session ale. It's more... It's it strong. more an experimental ale tailored to the cold... You're supposed to drink it in the winter. However, it's got a kind of like a bit more fruity taste to it. I'm not as fond of this one because one, it's harder hitting and two... The first one was so good, you know, you kind of want to have a session on that. So I am in sufficiently impressed with it, but it's not my top. The top for me is the one I drank, the full tilt. No, I think the full tilt looks very good. I think I was a winner with that. Did you decide whether yours was nice or not, Libby? No, I've just finished the rest of my glass off with this. Yeah, it's um, 
Yes, maybe girly, 3.2. But it's really good. It's all right. It's nice. It's super sports. Really drinkable. Yeah. That isn't girly nowadays. People have beer with no alcohol in, like yeah, 4.5, and they're all very grown up and serious and that lovely and yeah. good. But, yeah, it's... I wasn't meant to come across as a sexist comment there. The it probably did come off match like that. But no. My daughter was watching Harry Enfield from the sort of 80s, 90s period. Some of it, and they had some sketches with various, but they had some sketches of rugby club players on there. Okay. And the hideous accuracy of the actual portrayal was like, word, 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 bit of toddy and all that. It's quite accurate. Yeah. Isn't it? Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was quite funny. But yes, they, anyway, nowadays people, 3.2 is a session ale, and that's, is that 3.2? Yeah. Yeah. So we had a good, a very good down and we've still got half the box left for another day, which is really good. So a little lesson for anyone out there, if you want to get lots of mentions and get a complete overkill on mentions, then all you have to do is simple. We can be bought, right? Send us free beer. It's really, really complicated, but if you just do that, it can happen for you. We've had some brilliant ones over the years as well, haven't we? Yeah, really good ones. Yeah, that well sledged. I always sti- yes, it came to mind. Select us, yeah, I really like that beer. It's lovely, Great Newsom Brewery. How good's our memory? Yeah, it's Great Newsom. Yeah, I always think that that Barsham Brewery, the Norfolk stuff, the yeah, that's good. That. Yeah, I mean we've had that at the Norfolk dinner two or three times. Yeah. Oh, that's a point. Norfolk dinner. We're going to mention this early because the venue that everyone loved from last year. <laughs> yeah, loved that venue. Really good. Yeah. We what had... happened? What happened, Ben? Oh. They went. Yeah, you can have it. You can book it. Yep, no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. We had the venue then... booked again, and everyone was so pleased. And then they've gone and done a four million pound refit. Yeah. And we've got to move it. Yeah, they've got I'm a afraid. box for me to stand on so people can see me. Yeah. But the good news is we think we found another good venue, Central Norwich. Oh, that's no, a brilliant venue. It's yeah, really good. Yeah. And you can get the gallery sorted out free from the Well, we're gonna talk about that later. Yeah. Anyway, it's the forum, which is where the BBC officers are. So if you get look east on your TV, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Right in front of St. Peter Mancroft Church. Yeah. Right smack in the middle near the marketplace. It's a great place to go. No, we're pleased. Yeah, we are pleased. Just such a blow. Well, we'll be back at the, in the Andrew- new four million pound St. Andrews, you know, super centre one year later, won't it? by which time we'll be a crowd of thousands. Both halls will be full and they'll be to relay my speech on Tannoy for... 50 minutes of standing up. But just, I can't think of anything better. <laughs> we've already secured, this is good, we've already secured a England shirt with all the signatures of the team on this year. So last year, the man who bought it, Brett. And, you know, it wasn't Brett. The, yeah, we'll have a little uh, history of who's bought the pride, the honour, whatever you want to call it. So we want to see lots of people's names on that list because the charities we've supplied the money to are all overwhelmingly happy with what we've done. And it's all your generosity that made it happen, chaps. So good on you. And, uh, yeah, we've already got an England shirt that you can buy. And if we win the World Cup, of course, it'll be worth even more money, won't it? So let's just hope that's the case. Yeah, let's hope that happens, yeah. Dream on. Okay. Okay, are we good? Yeah. good to go? So the Drury Days Trading, helped by James Moore, final name check, and his free beer from the... Very, very lovely Wrigley Monkey Brewery from Bista. Thank you, James. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get updates on new episodes and when they are released. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk 